Hey, and welcome back everyone to another episode of the Women Today podcast. And I'm your host, Emma Title. And if you've been here for a while, I'm so happy to have you back and thanks so much for listening. And if you're new here, thank you for joining us. I'm so glad that you found the podcast and it's really my honor and my pleasure to get to connect with you through this medium. So I hope you find lots of value in today's episode. And today I want to be talking about the idea of conscious endings. Um, For those of you who have been listening, you know that my family has been going through a big move recently, a physical move of our home. And as to be expected, a lot has been coming up for me personally, and it's also had me reflecting a lot about transitions and endings and how we do endings or don't do endings and everything that can come up when there is a closure, a completion, and a finite end to something. So today I'm going to be talking about some thoughts I have around conscious endings, how we can be more aware and mindful in our endings in our lives, and also some practical ideas as always to support you if you find yourself having completions at this time, I think it continues to be such a complex and fraught and um, significant time in the world. A lot of the women that I'm talking to are negotiating and adjusting and unpacking a lot in their lives. And I think a lot of times there is grief and loss that can come up with endings. And if we have ways of being able to relate to those deeper emotions and also some concrete ways of consciously healing and doing the work that we need to do in our completions. It can free up a lot of energy and psychic space for us. So I want to start out by just saying that endings and transitions are happening all day, every day. And we actually, when we look at our day and our lives, we experience dozens, if not hundreds of micro transitions every single day from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed at night. And whether that transition is from being asleep to waking life or changing from pajamas to day clothes or leaving one room and walking into another room or leaving the house for the day whatever it might be, there are all these mini transitions that we go through. And these could be seen as beginnings and endings, just repetition after repetition of beginning and end. And many of these fortunately happen very automatically without thought or without effort, especially routines going from not brushing our teeth to brushing our teeth or going from the kitchen to the living room. Many of these things happen and we don't need to think a lot or feel a lot or even plan for it. It just naturally occurs. Our bodies have this incredible memory and habit forming in our brain. And so a lot of times we don't need to give a lot of attention to these endings. And yet there are these other big components in our lives that maybe aren't happening every day where we're having more significant completions. So that might be the last day of a job or the ending of a partnership, the death of a pet or a human in your life, giving birth, going from not being a mother to being a mother or being healthy and well and then getting a diagnosis and ending that feeling of health and wellness and feeling sick or ending a sickness and feeling well again. 
Um, maybe it's leaving on a trip or moving a physical home. But with these more significant endings and completions, oftentimes a lot of the existential material and fears come up around the ultimate ending of death. So for example, right now, I've been moving my physical home. And although this is a very welcome and positive change, as I've been talking about, it's also kicking up a lot of deeper thoughts around the impermanence of life and how everything that occurs in life at some point will come to an end and there will be an ultimate end or death. And you could be listening to this and think, God, that sounds really morbid. But the truth is death and the presence of endings or the impermanence of our existence, of our things, of our relationships is kind of always lurking in the background. And I think it that knowing that existential primordial reality or fear um, that we, we do come to an end at some point, I think is often hidden in the cracks of some of these other completions and endings that are going on throughout the life cycle. And so for me personally, and a lot of the women that I work with, historically transitions have been really hard for me. A lot of grief and loss can come up, a lot of nostalgia or a lot of attachment, you know, feeling like, oh my God, are we ever going to love our next home as much as we live love this home? Or, oh my goodness, am I ever going to be okay or as, as well as I was before I became a mother now that I'm a mother? And you have your own version of this too, like... I think when we go through change, there's always the fear that the change will be worse than the current status quo, even if there's some excitement associated with us, with it. So one of the pieces that I've been working on in my life is how to do transitions and endings more consciously. And this is something I also support all of my clients with when they're going through big change is that how do we fully engage the process so that we can be as present as possible with the ending as well as with whatever's on the other side of the ending. So um, I wanted to just give an example that's alive in my world um, because we were saying goodbye to our home of the last five years and I, I was feeling lost. I was like, oh my goodness, are we ever going to love our neighbors as much as we love our neighbors now? And this is the place where I became a mother. This is the place where our daughter spent the first many years of her life. And, you know, what if we're making a mistake? And can my daughter handle the grief and loss that she's going through and holding all of that complexity in this ending? And so one thing that I chose to do with our daughter is I decided to write little notes and cards to all of the neighbors that have been a part of our lives for the last five years. And so on the last afternoon when we were in our home, my daughter and I spent the afternoon delivering a single stem rose and a handful of chocolates and a card to each of the neighbors that had been our friends, had looked out for us, had checked in. Or people I had just enjoyed saying hi to very simply on the street for five years. And the act of going to each house and ringing the doorbell and getting to see some people leaving things on other people's doorsteps, I felt like it was, it brought a, a consciousness and a completion to both my daughter and I. It was like, we're sad about this, but we're also excited. And instead of just slipping out of the neighborhood and not letting anybody know that we were leaving and just kind of avoiding the pain of goodbye, we actually did it with a lot of consciousness and intention. 
And it was amazing going through that process how both she and I seemed to get a lot of emotional relief and a lot of the angst and the anxiety settled just simply by facing the reality, the ending head on. So um, one thing that I've observed in my own life and also working with thousands of women at this point in my career is that oftentimes we don't do the conscious ending. And if we don't do the ending with consciousness and we don't give ourselves the space to reflect and have intention, what happens is that we often carry unresolved strings or residue with us into our next endeavors. So, you know, whether that is the ending of a relationship, a job, a location, or even just a way of being like a pattern or a habit that we have in ourselves. And so if we don't consciously end with whatever that thing is, then we kind of end up a little bit weighed down and um, there's an accumulation of maybe unnecessary baggage or energy that can then dampen our ability to fully step into whatever it is that's on the other side of that completion or ending. And so I wanted to just walk you through a few steps that I have found really useful whenever I'm having an ending. And as always, you know, if you're listening to this and you're able to pull out a journal or write with something, I highly recommend that. And you can always come back to it or you can just hear the questions and sort of contemplate them in your own way, whatever you find most valuable for you. So the first step is that I always, and it sounds really, really basic, but you wouldn't believe how many of us don't actually pause to do this, which is identify what is coming to an end. So this could be really simple or it could be more nuanced and complex, but ask yourself, what is coming to completion right now? And is it a relationship, a job, a phase of life, a way of being, a learned behavior, or a pattern? Is it you know, is it an object? Like that object is no longer going to be in my life anymore. Is it a relationship? What exactly, if you could name it, if you could capture it, what is ending right now? And sometimes it's really obvious, like I was saying, and other times it's, it's a nuanced thing. It's more in the deep psychology of our lives. Like I used to be a real people pleaser and I'm actually really outgrowing that pattern And so maybe there's not one day where all of a sudden the people pleaser in you is gone, but it's, it's ending it's, it's run its course and it's had its life cycle and it's ending. So whatever it might be, just simply first step is naming it. However you need to name it for yourself. And then the second step is to take some time to reflect on how you feel about the ending. And this is a really important step because more often than not, when I'm sitting with people or when I'm, you know, investigating my own true experience and mind is that there is often a wide spectrum and a paradoxical nature to how we feel about an ending. So many times there can be everything from grief to excitement to relief, to loss, to joy, to sadness. It can be all over the map. There can be anger. And it's usually not just one thing like, oh, I'm so thrilled to be done with this, you know, educational program, or I'm so happy to be done giving birth. It's usually a mix. And mixed states are hard for our brains to handle because 
our organic wiring wants us to be able to categorize things and to put them into black and white and more definitive specifications. And unfortunately, that's not actually the reality of life. Usually, in most circumstances, there's a need to hold paradox, there's a need to hold multiplicities, and there's a need to acknowledge, wow, I'm excited to end this, and I'm really sad to end this, period. And what if it doesn't need to go beyond that? What if we can hold two seemingly oppositional poles and actually just get wide enough and kind enough and compassionate enough toward ourselves where we can actually sit with both of those truths. So that step is reflecting on how you actually feel about the ending. That could be through journaling, walking in nature, talking to friends, but really allowing enough space and time to be with the full spectrum. And then the third step that I find really beneficial is spending some time asking yourself, what did you receive from this person, place, thing, relationship, way of being or experience, whatever it is that you're ending, what did you receive from it? What lessons have you learned? How have you grown? And what are you taking with you from this experience? So, you know, you can explore it from any different angle that feels good, but the basic premise is, what did you receive from this thing that we're now saying goodbye to? And then the following step, which feels really related, is what are you grateful for from this experience, from this person, this place, this thing, this relationship, or this way of being? And I think this is particularly important when you know we're ending a relationship, whether that's through death or separation or you know a breakup or a friendship ending, is what are we grateful for? Um, and also with our ways of being, like if we have a pattern that we're finally laying down and stopping, I think it's important to honor that pattern, even if it's caused us harm, even if it's caused us suffering, what are we thankful for about what that pattern did for us? And then the next step is what do you want to let go of from this person, place, thing, relationship, way of being, experience? What are you really ready to release in the completion, to not carry with you, to actually lay down, to release, to free yourself from, but what can you let go of? And then the final piece is what do you want to make sure that you bring forward consciously from this thing that you're saying goodbye to or this relationship or person or place? So if, you know, for example, a city that you've lived in, it's time to say goodbye, but in that city, you really discovered your love for music and theater. I'm just giving an example here. How can you say, okay, I'm saying goodbye to this city where I found this thing, but I'm going to carry that love of music and theater into my next home, into my next location, and that thing doesn't have to get lost in the completion with the city, if that makes sense. And you might think of this too in partnership or relationship. I often say to the couples that I work with or you know the people where I'm supporting them on a relationship issue is it's best to try to find the nuggets of wisdom and to do the learning in the relationship and to complete it 
because otherwise you're going to just carry the pattern into the next relationship and you're going to have to deal with it if you if you haven't already learned the lesson or had the insight or become self-aware on that level and so it's really essential that we know and we can distinguish what do we want to leave behind and what do we want to carry with us and doing that with a conscientious attitude makes all the difference so once you've had the time to really you know, investigate and reflect on these questions, I always like to consider, is there some small or large ritual that would support you to close this piece, this relationship, this place, or whatever it is you're saying goodbye to, and to make room for what you're entering? So I gave you the example of um, what my daughter and I did as we were getting ready to leave our neighborhood. And that was a very small, simple ritual. It was a flower, a chocolate, and a card, and walking around. You know, you could do something much more elaborate or something even more simple. Um, But I think that sometimes we underestimate the power of simple, ritual-based things. So that could be asking a group of friends to get together with you and to just listen to you as you talk about an ending or as you talk about what you're grateful for, what you're letting go of, what you're moving toward. It could be buying yourself a little bouquet of flowers um, or putting out a bowl of water on an altar if that's something that's related or interesting to you. It could be dancing to a song or going for a special walk in nature and just really connecting with the natural world and and saying goodbye to whatever it is you're saying goodbye to. Um, But these acts, even if they're small or they might be bigger, you know, could be a baby blessing or a marriage ritual or a funeral or a memorial. Those are kind of larger ritual forms. But I encourage you to think about what would actually be meaningful and supportive and useful for you. Because sometimes there are rituals or um, you know traditions of how we do completions that may or may not satisfy your actual need. And you might need to do it alone in the privacy of your own mind, or you might want to do it with witnessing, with family, with friends, with community, with a therapist, with a coach. But sometimes we need that contact from an other so that we don't feel alone in our endings, particularly if there's a lot of grief and loss in a given ending that we're experiencing. And then finally, once you've found a way to mark the ending, I do encourage you to think about what what is the beginning that's coming with this ending. And sometimes that beginning is right away. And other times there are these huge spaces of void or absence of something. You know, there's just space after something dies or after something ends. And in that space is often... A very fertile void you know it's a place where the the cards are not written yet we don't know what's on the other side and there's just this get empty gap and that can be exciting it can be full of possibility it can also be terrifying and I want to just extend a lot of compassion to you if you find yourself in that space of like I don't know and I don't know what's going to be born out of this ending or completion or death and so I just encourage you to attune to what's actually true for you. And if you know what is beginning, you might start to feed that next thing. So in my life right now, um, it's about moving into this new home. And so I'm very gradually, slowly starting to feed, so to speak, that new home. Okay, what is 
What is the vision? What is the intention for this home? What are the things that need to be done? What needs to be unpacked or put away? Or what space needs to be found for this thing? Um, so that's a very sweet way to feed the new vision, although it feels gradual and slow. And other times it could be, you know, I'm ending this partnership and I'm going to be single for a long time and I don't have that next person yet, but how can I start to feed the intention or the desire for what that next partnership or who that next person I'll be relating to will feel like? So it's almost like it's, I want to say it's almost has a quality of magic and there's this way in which we can start by having a conscious ending we start to make more space for whatever it is that wants to be born or discovered or moved into, into the next phase of life. And again, sometimes that takes a lot of time. It's not necessarily immediate, particularly if there's a really hard ending with a lot of grief and loss. But from my observation and a lot of study, and I think you would probably agree through witnessing your own life and the the ones you love, is that there is always, this is the cycle of life. You know, it's like the seasons in the natural world. Things are dormant, then they sprout and grow, they fully blossom, then there's decay and back into nothingness. And that happens over and over and over again in our lives until, you know, we come to the real end of this life that we're living and we take our last breaths and we get to have one final completion. Of course, there are many views about you know what happens after that, and and some believe there's more beyond that, and that's you know for each their personal um, belief, and that's beautiful. But while we're living this one life, we get to do our beginnings and our endings, our closures and our completions and our growth and our change over and over and over and over and over again (laughs) until we're no longer alive. So I personally have found tremendous benefit in bringing more and more consciousness and ritual and reflection when endings are happening. Because if I don't, I find that I can get overly um, emotional or stuck or stressed And with that little addition of consciousness or someone holding the space, I see that my clients do so much better. I do so much better. I think we really need the acknowledgement, whether it's internal with ourselves or external with other people in the world, that endings can be hard and they can be thrilling and they can be positive and they can also kick up a lot of other material. And so if you're in an ending and you're feeling a lot Just know that it's so normal, it's so appropriate, and you deserve to be taken care of both by yourself and other people and whatever is coming up for you in an ending. So I hope these ideas were useful on some level, that you found some value. And if you're out there, you know, facing an ending or a completion or anticipating one, just know that I'm sending my heartfelt support and care to you as you make your journey and as always take what resonates with you and leave the rest and just know that you're not alone in your endings or your completions that it's you know a universally human thing that we have to face a lot of transition and change over the course of our lifetimes and you're in good company and I'm sending you all my best I look forward to connecting soon take care